the Rams house, powered by guys in shorts. Whose house? Rams house. Oh, yes. Week 11. Yes. The Chicago Bears traveled to Los Angeles to take on our boys at the Coliseum in Sunday night football's game of the week. Oh, wow. You say, you call that a game of the week. I I mean, <laughs> I mean, not by, that's what NBC calls it. <laughs> Well, if they, if they say it, I guess it's right. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They could have probably picked a better game in Week 11. But the good news, the Rams won 17-7 to in a uh, uh, not very exciting game. But oh. it was a win nonetheless. And that's all that matters, my friend. Yeah. At the end of the day, you don't get points for excitement. <laughs> well, you know what? In watching that game, I, I think there was maybe a good five-minute spell that I just kind of dozed off. because. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was again, as you said, that yeah. it was not an exciting game. Yeah. I wanted that exciting game. I know you wanted it too, and so did the rest of the Rams uh, fans out there. We just didn't get it, but yeah. the we walk away with yep. the win, and we that's the win. really what matters. And I feel like there's some positives from it, even though Darren disagrees. <laughs> so let's talk about them and look ahead at Week Twelve. Already Week Twelve, unbelievable. Yes, when the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. Take on the Rams on Monday Night Football. Are, oh! you, sh- are you shaking in your I'm, boots right there? I, I'm, I'm not because I'm not getting my hopes up for this one. Oh, you're yeah. Mr. Rainbows and Butterflies, I know, I know. and you are not getting your hopes up. Yeah, well, we'll save That's that for uh, we'll save that for the the end of the show. But uh, I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Darren Basa. Yes, thank you. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Great to be back. It's it always feels good on a week when not only the Rams win. But my fantasy football team wins. Oh, oh! You kicked some asses, by the way. I did. I beat Victor, who was in second place, right behind you, sir. Thank you, thank you yep. for beating Victor. Because I, welcome. I need to spread some distance between Victor and Eric, and this week it worked out. <laughs> yes, things are going according they're, to plan. They're for going me. in your favor. Yeah, and, and you not, should have that week one buy in the uh, playoffs or that first round buy in the playoffs. Yeah, and not that I care about the money. It, it's just the I, I don't want to be last. <laughs> I'm doing right. whatever I can not to be last. That's right. That's right. Uh, Okay, but we should talk about actual football and not fantasy football. Rams, Bears. Yes. Uh, Let's discuss the game. A low-scoring game. Mm -hmm. Not all that impressive, but I think we both kind of thought this was going to be a low-scoring game last week when we talked. Um, Honestly, I was... Well, let's talk about what we were happy about, and that I think we can agree with is the offensive line. Yes. Against a pretty stout Bears defense, they looked good. Our O-line, in consideration of what we said last week, our O-line looked great. And throughout the night, you think there is one big threat from the Chicago Bears defense, and he goes by the name of Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah. This guy who is the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL was a non-factor on Sunday night, and I love that. Love it. Even though we had two rookies in place. And the fact that Noteboom is out, Havenstein was out, we still found a way. Sean McVay, Aaron Cromer, our offensive lines coach, they found a way to go ahead and make it happen. Now they had some help. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that it was just them two. They brought in a fullback, uh, tight end Johnny Munt uh, was there to go, go ahead and provide some protection for Goff. But at the end of the day, it worked. Yeah. And 
I'm kind of hoping that if you look down against the Ravens and the, all, the, all the other teams that we're going to be playing in the future, that we are going to see some resemblance of an offensive line that was at least kind of characteristic of last season. But this O-line that we saw on Sunday was a lot better than what we have seen all season long. Yes, and, and I agree. That, and that's definitely a bonus for this team. Huge, huge bonus because, I mean, it starts with that. Because of that, uh, two things were able to function. One, the return of Todd Gurley. Oh, yeah. Which was great to he, see. He came back with a thunder. Oh, yeah. Uh, not only that he came back, but also that McVeigh stuck with him, trusted him, committed yeah. to the run, and uh, it, it worked. Yeah. Go- going into this game, I thought a few things would happen. I was afraid that McVeigh would, for some reason, not utilize Todd Gurley. Even though Brandon Cooks was out of it, even though about 90 minutes before the game, Robert Woods is a non-participant yes, in this game. And, and we have to discuss that. Yeah, we'll go later. ahead and discuss that a little bit. I thought Todd Gurley wouldn't be utilized for whatever reason Sean McVeigh was going to go back to what happened with uh, Gurley in these... Uh, um, Pittsburgh game and not utilize him. And I thought that Jared Goff would be eating turf all game, all day, just because of the fact that our O-line wasn't providing that protection for him. Yeah. And it turned out Goff didn't get sacked. Gurley had some time. They made some holes from him for him. And what did he do? He produces. He yep. gets 97 yards on the ground, 25 attempts. Uh, he caught three passes in the air for about 30-some-odd yards. And this was by far the best game for Todd Gurley since week one. That's how wow. long it has been wow. for you know Sean McVay and our Rams fans to see when are they going to utilize Todd Gurley. Yep. And they did. They used him, and they abused him. And physically, there's nothing wrong that it appears to be with Todd Gurley. Yeah. He, he can take the damage. I feel like the, the question has been answered. He, he's yeah. he's okay. He's okay. He's probably always been okay. It's you gotta, So do you so McVeigh has said it's not load management. I'm not he's not on a snap count. Do you disagree with that at this point? Like is that just a load of BS? Can we Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, what what other excuse is it out there? Unless we unless we said like last week, we fast forward into the future, find out if there was something wrong with uh, Todd Gurley. I have to say that you know what, McVeigh heard the pleas, he heard the media, he heard us Rams fans, and he knows that you're not going to win games without a run game. Yeah. And that right now uh, is by utilizing Todd Gurley. Uh, Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson. Yeah, they need yeah. to go ahead and use them. No, it was it was great to see. It was great to see, and in doing that, uh, it, and the offensive line producing, it seemed to open up the passing game a little bit more. Although the score wouldn't necessarily show it, and I think you already said <laughs> the stats don't necessarily show it either. But I'll tell you what, there was some plays where Goff had. Time like it was 2018 back there to yeah. throw, and we saw him, you know, throw some great passes that looked like 2018 Jared Goff. Yeah. So, again, that doesn't solve the issue of Goff is awful under pressure, but it does at least remind us that okay, 
that just means our offensive line is going to have to step it up. Yeah. So Goff can do Goff things. Yeah. And, and that's kind of been what Jared Goff has been these last few years. When you give that quarterback, especially Jared Goff, some time, he will go ahead and put the ball to our wide receivers. It's going to be like a ball that's just dropped from heaven. Yeah. And there were two instances on Sunday nights, both Josh Reynolds and Cooper Cup. They had the opportunity to go ahead and make that play. Unfortunately, that didn't quite happen. There was a 50-yard pass off to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup actually caught it, uh, was running towards the end zone, and he drops it along the one-yard line, yep. and that's when uh, Todd Gurley goes in for the end zone. Yeah. Nice, beautiful pass. That's the pass that we have seen come out of that 2018 oh, Jared Goff, yep. which we love to see, yep. which we haven't seen all season long. You kind of flash forward to later on in the game, in which Jared Goff throws a 51-yard pass off to Josh Reynolds. Yep. Josh Reynolds catches it. It's a gift from God. Yep. It's just it's right beautiful. into Yeah, it's just right into his hands. He goes off into the end zone. And unfortunately, it gets called back because Andrew Whitworth yeah. has an illegal formation. So you add that one on there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's another score right there. Yeah. And I think at this point in time, seeing how Jared Goff is is playing, he needs those type of plays. He needs that mentality that that this production is working for him. Yeah. But he's still making those mistakes. I mean, he's yeah. still throwing into tight coverage. He's making those throws that he should not be throwing. He should just go ahead and ditch the ball. And I'm afraid that if our O-line doesn't stack up like it did on Sunday, that Jared Goff is just going to kind of regress into the same scenario in which we had earlier on in the season in which he's just making these dumb mistakes. Yeah, And I, 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 I kind of hope for the best. I kind of hope for, you know, the fact that Josh Reynolds did make that play and that uh, Andrew Whitworth didn't get called back for that penalty. That's what Jared Goff needs. He needs that vote of confidence. Yeah. That's well, when he is happy and that's regardless, when things go great. Yeah. And regardless of whether it got called back, Goff still knows he yes. made that pass. Yeah. He's, he still has the the confidence that, okay, I, I mean, I think that's still a confidence boost because it was a, you know, nonsense call. I mean, it was a true, you know, it was the right call but still we know that it's not like that affected anything that, yeah that that would have happened uh they just scored it still would have been nice it, yeah. it would have yeah. you know it with the rams supposedly being six and a half point uh favorites it would have been nice to just you know blow the bears out of the water sure. yeah definitely <laughs> unfortunately get them back for last season yeah exactly Unfortunately, that wasn't necessarily the case. Yeah. But uh, as you said, a win is a win. A win is a win. Yeah. And uh, on the other side of the ball, defense kept oh. uh, doing defensive things. I know the Bears' offense isn't that great, but uh, they did what they needed to do and hold held them to one score. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, I, I can't say enough uh, about our defense that I have said all season long. They are great. Yeah. They are doing their job. They're getting the ball back into the hands of our offense. If not, they're taking away a ball from uh, uh, other offenses. This is a defense that teams should be scared of. I understand that we don't necessarily have the offense to match our defense, but at the same time, our defense is top-notch. I'm glad for the fact that, you know, we've heard about Aaron Donald. He actually did produce something Against the Bears, you kind of heard his name throughout uh, the game. He produced. 
Stat-wise, he produced. He's been quiet all season long just because he's been double-teamed. Clay Matthews did his job. Troy Hill, cornerback, did his job. Jalen Ramsey is up there doing his job. So, so far, our defense under Wade Phillips, they are exciting to watch. Yeah. And nowadays, I, 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 as much as I would love to see our offense go ahead and score, I love to see our defense stop the other team. Oh, yeah. It, it's it just, is. it's great. It brings a smile to my face. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's fun. Yeah. Love it. Pound those fools. Rip their head off. Any other takeaways from the game? We got other stuff to cover. Well, um, uh, let's, uh, let's, I mean, I don't know if we should be reading more into that, but uh, remember um, that one time I loaned you 15 bucks? Uh. <laughs> Well, well, I I I loaned you fifteen bucks, and with interest, uh, that equates to about five point eight million dollars. Oh, yeah! Wow! Yeah! Oh my gosh! And that's the magic number, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not gonna say you should be reading more into it, but Brandon Cooks over the weekend has listed his house for sale. Oh, really? His five point eight million dollar Hidden Hills estate. Now, again, take it as you may. Brandon Cooks right now is in concussion protocol. And actually, he's not, but for now, he was. And he's had two now concussions over the last, what, four years or so? I think three over three years? the last. Three years, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I should be reading more into it than what it says, but the Rams owe him a lot of money next year. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be with the team next year, considering his history. Yeah. Um, as of right now, the Rams this morning have said that uh, Brandon Cooks is available to play. Mm-hmm. He is out of concussion protocol. He will play against the Ravens come on Monday night. But I don't know if I should be reading more into it than what it is. Hmm. I mean, I mean, isn't uh, Tom Brady selling his house? And uh, yeah. I feel like everybody knows he's not going to be on the Patriots next year. So, yeah, you can probably take it to the bank. And Brandon yeah. Cooks is uh, moving on. And if you look at Brandon Cooks' uh, <laughs> record this season, I mean, have we utilized him like we did last season? No. No. No, I think he has about 450 receiving yards, well, which is a third of what he's probably had last season. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like had he been on the field uh, Sunday against the Bears— you know, in a game where the offensive line is actually producing, you know, we'd, we'd see more of him. That's why yeah. we, we've seen so much Cooper Cup is because, you know, Goff has no time to make those long passes normally. You know, yeah. he's, he's got to go to his safety valve, yeah. you know, so that's why you're seeing more more Cooper Cup and stuff. Um, but it's McVay's way to I, I see McVay's way as in looking at all wide receivers. I don't see him necessarily focusing on Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup yeah. on Sunday only went for like 55 yards or something, 53 yards. Um, Josh Reynolds went for 55 yards. Um, but at the same time, I would love to see more Brandon Cooks. I wish I kind of saw more a little bit of uh, Cooper Cup on Sunday. I was actually mm-hmm. disappointed that I didn't see enough of him. Sure. And I know Jared Goff targeted him and I know he dropped a pass here and there. But at the same time... Hit up all wide receivers. I would love to see a lot of Brandon Cooks yeah. this season. I uh, love those big plays. Yeah. Well, we can uh, add on to the wide receiver woes. Uh, someone else we would have liked to have seen more of on Sunday, Robert Woods. Yeah. Who we saw none of because 
So what happened? A few, what, like an hour and a half before the game? Yeah, 90 minutes before the game, the Rams kind of say that Robert Woods is inactive due to personal reasons. And here we are now, three days removed from the game. Robert Woods has not been a part of any sort of meetings, has not stepped on the field, no practices whatsoever. Huh. And I don't know, even at this point, we're going to be seeing him on Monday night. I kind of hope for the best. I respect what the organization is doing by giving him his time, whatever those personal matters are. But right now... Have we seen anything on TMZ or any dirt coming up? If anybody TMZ would know. And right now... It's encouraging if there's nothing. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's, that's the way to look at it. So, yeah. you know... Respect to uh, um, uh, Robert Woods. Uh, we, we sympathize of whatever he is going through. We wish the best for the big guy, but uh, we still hope to see him sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's strange. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. We, what's going on with our wide receivers? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, man. Well, um, yes. So the Rams win. Good game. Moving well, on. Good game. Bad game. It's still a win. I love it, nonetheless. Perfect. Uh, So moving on, we posted a poll on our Twitter. Oh, right. And uh, I figured I'd read this here. Darren has not seen the results, so I think we should get his take. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, uh, I'll give what the listeners think or the followers think. If you're not following us on Twitter, though, be sure you're doing that at The Rams House. All right. Question is, fans, if you could take a mulligan on the 2016 NFL draft, what would you do at the quarterback position? Option one, ride with Goff. Option two, take Carson Wentz instead. Ooh. Option three, keep our picks and go for Dak. Oh. I think he went in with the fourth round. That, yeah. That yeah he was so we could have kept all our picks and, and gone with him. Uh, or or other options. I actually another option I was thinking of is stick with Case Keenum that season and then go with Deshaun Watson or uh, who was the or Patrick Mahomes went the next season. Oh wow! Or go after one of those guys. But that's too that's too oh. hindsight being twenty twenty. Yeah, nobody yeah. was gonna say that back then. All These right. are at least options that could have conceivably been considered in 2016. Okay. So okay. we'll take those off the table. So so those three options, Mr. Besa, Rams fan extraordinaire. So my options what are- What would you do? Let's, right play, with, let's play Rams GM. Rams GM for it. You do exactly oh. what you did. You make all the, you make trade, make the big trade of the boatload of picks mm-hmm. and you go with Goff in the number one spot. Option two, you still have to make that boatload of picks trade- and you get Wentz instead of Goff, or you keep all your picks and you take Dak Prescott. <laughs> all right. It, it, it's definitely a very difficult decision in my head, and I'm going to make the case for two of them. So right off the bat, I'm going to go ahead and eliminate Carson Wentz. I understand that Carson Wentz was a great quarterback going up until week 10, but from that point on, who takes over? Nick Foles. And he looked good. And he looked good. So yeah. I, I'm really not going to go ahead and give that credit all the way to for Carson Wentz. Okay. So now we are left with Jared Goff and Dak Prescott. Oh, my gosh. Knowing what I know now. And it's it's, it's almost not even 
even. Like even oh. if you even if you make the argument that Goff is the better quarterback than Dak Prescott, you can take Dak, but you get to keep all the picks that we gave up. Yeah. Which do you remember what they were? I know it was a boatload of them. It, it was a boatload. Yeah, and I don't remember right off the bat, but I and I we're this... still giving up picks for that. <laughs> well, <laughs> the next few drafts, we're going to be giving up number yeah. one picks actually for the next two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So take that. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. All right. I interrupted. Um, Dak Prescott. Um, I, I see where the league is going now and how they're valuing draft picks. Because even though you get that number one quarterback, such as Jared Goff, you see a lot of value in a quarterback that is drafted. What, what was Dak Prescott? Third, fourth round. Fourth round. Yeah. yeah. 130th overall. There seems to be a lot of value in trying to find that special piece of the puzzle that fits in with your team. You can have all the scouts out there. You can have your GM out there looking at all the quarterbacks at the combine. But did you actually draft the right quarterback? And right now, looking at Dak Prescott, he's had a phenomenal season this year. He is making Amari Cooper look like the wide receiver that was touched by God. Yeah. I mean, you you reverse. You could also say Amari Cooper is making him look like the quarterback that yeah. we haven't really seen <laughs> yeah. or just seen glimpses of the last few years. Well, Derek Carr never made Amari Cooper that quarterback. Dak Prescott is making Amari Cooper that guy. What does Dak have? He has legs. He can run out of the pocket. He could sense that. But what he doesn't have right now He doesn't have that he never had to carry the team into the playoffs because Mm -hmm. the Cowboys for the last, I don't know, since early 2012, I believe, hasn't been to the playoffs. That's belonged to Jared Goff. And as much as I would love to say Jared Goff, and I'm probably going to kick myself later on, according to the poll results, I would just take a guess that Dak Prescott would have been the obvious choice because you save your draft picks. At the same time, you get that quarterback who has legs and who can still throw the ball downfield. Yeah. But right now, Jared Goff has playoff experience. Yeah. He has Super Bowl experience. Yeah. And I could see why. See, now I'm thinking, I'm now I'm kind of overthinking it. Maybe uh, Jared- <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? What would I do? So you're you're guessing yeah. that the listener that the poll chose Dak Prescott. Is yes. that what your guess yes. is? Okay. What would you do? If I'm GM of the day, if I'm yep. Mr. Les Sneed, that's with right. My slicked back hair and everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm taking Dak Prescott. Are you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I got to agree. And, All right. and I know I think there's Rams fans and homers out there that love Jared Goff maybe, but let's be realistic. Jared Goff is not the second coming. He's not he's he's a good quarterback. Oh yeah, by far. He's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Is he worth everything we gave up? Is he worth all the money that we're paying him? He is a decent quarterback and we've seen how he looks under pressure. Yeah. And that is not great at all. Yeah. Um and actually a massive concern. Now, had we got to keep those picks, maybe our offensive line isn't exactly as as awful as it is. You know, we're able to boost some of our other weaknesses up. And and last season, we we said this last year. 
anyone, you could put any quarterback behind that offensive line and they would have looked good. Yeah. So you don't have to have a Jared Goff, if you want to call him a stud. If you believe in Jared Goff, you don't need Jared Goff back there when you have all this strength at these other places. You know, this season, uh, I think, you know, we're kind of feeling those weaknesses of going all in on that quarterback and I would I'd go the same route. I would go Dak Prescott. Yeah, and but keep our picks. Again, hindsight is 2020. 20. You get sure. Jared oh, you get Jared Goff Absolutely. that time, he does become that quarterback. Well, and who knows what happens yeah. come Baltimore Ravens, come San Francisco, the 49ers that are coming up. If he is that quarterback, do we change your answer? Well, I don't know. I and mean, we well, yeah, and and you know, I'd be curious and you know, it's not like we know what goes on behind closed doors. It kind of felt like at the time the trade up was to make a splash because the Rams are coming to LA oh, yeah. and they had to make headlines and news and what gets bigger headlines than a big splash trade for the number 1 pick in the draft. Like yeah. that does it. I would have really liked to have seen um less need be allowed to be creative and okay. do what he does best and and use those picks and make the most out of them. I would have liked to have seen who he would have taken at quarterback had he not had to trade up at, at okay. number one because we, we've seen what he can do. He he drafts well. Yeah, he you does. Know? Yeah. He, he finds those diamonds in the rough. And, and I mean, we, we may very well have ended up with <laughs> Dak Prescott. Anyway, wow, Dr- the Dak, poll. Dak Prescott with all those picks. Yeah, I know. Wow. All right. The poll, however. Lay it on me. Uh, in third place, you got that one right, with 10% of the votes was Carson Wentz. Okay. So, yeah, everybody's down on Carson Wentz, which I think is, yeah. is accurate. Yeah. In second place, with 24%. <laughs> drum roll Dak Prescott and keep the picks wow yeah number one everyone says ride with Goff 67% good good for our fans for thinking that yeah and you know what I'm not gonna go ahead and discredit them Jared Goff right now he got this team to the to the playoffs last year he got the team into a Super Bowl position and I can't really say that necessarily about Dak Prescott. Sure, I might like what Dak is doing now, but he hasn't gotten the Cowboys into yeah. that system yet. Yeah. Not if he's if he ever will, but he hasn't done it yet. Therefore, I, I could I could I could see why the masses out there would would definitely vote for Jared Goff. Yeah. No, and and again, my argument is you know what even even if Goff is a slightly to moderately better quarterback than than Dak is. Mm-hmm. I think we've felt the effects of, you know, losing those picks and yeah. going all in on a quarterback that you're just paying because you have to, because that's what the going rate for a starting yeah. quarterback yeah. is, not because he's a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. So anyway. <sighs> Uh, good, good stuff. All right, let's look ahead real quick at Week Twelve against the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, you know what? I uh, at the beginning of the season, I'm looking at my notes from our very first episode. I uh, had this one as a loss. Did you? Even back then, did you uh, change your mind? Well, of course, I change my mind every week. I always think we're going to win, but uh, I'll tell you what: Baltimore is looking 
good. Yeah. On both sides of the ball. They their are. defense is coming to their own, and Lamar Jackson, by all accounts, seems to be unstoppable. Lamar Jackson, I, I am really surprised in what he is doing this season. I mean, if you look at his numbers, he has more rushing yards than Todd Gurley. And I, I it's crazy. Yeah. And he looks amazing he does. when he rushes. If he doesn't have a, a job at quarterback, you might as well go oh, ahead yeah. and put him in as a running back. Absolutely. Because there is always use for a player such as Lamar Jackson. Yeah. In the same time, he might have more rushing yards than some of his own running backs. He yeah. likes Oh to- yeah. In I think often <laughs> I think often that's the case. And that's just kind of going off of a whim and a guess, but he looks good. Yeah. And Real good. and with that being said, with the defense that I have have seen this Rams have these last few weeks, I don't think necessarily that Lamar Jackson is going to have a great day. Yeah. I think our defense is going to go ahead and overcome that. They're going to stop him. They're going to stop the run game. I think in looking at this game, the Ravens are just going to kind of go ahead and dink and doink their way downfield. These short passes, they're going to burn a lot of time off the clock, and that's the way they're going to go ahead and win. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to be from our defense taking away the ball. It's going to be from their defense, our defense stopping them, and it's going to be up to our offense, who we kind of question nowadays, yeah. in order to go ahead and make up for it. Yeah. And I kind of wish that our offense will go ahead and take up for it. I kind of wish that, you know, they're going to go ahead and give the ball again to Todd Gurley. We're going to utilize uh, players such as Brandon Cooks, who is no longer on concussion protocol. I don't know what's going to happen necessarily with Robert Woods. Maybe we see some sort of production come out of Gerald Everett. He's been having a great season. Same thing with Cooper Cup. But spread that ball around and uh, keep uh, him guessing. Keep him guessing. Yeah. McVay, he has it in him. Although we kind of question it here on the pod, and a lot of fans out there kind of question Sean McVay. He needs to go ahead and put that plan in action. And this coming Monday, is a game that can potentially get you out of the playoffs. If yeah. you can beat a team like the Baltimore Ravens, who are what, eight and three, I believe, right now, eight and two right Sounds now. Sounds right. That that is something that is a feat that you want to go ahead and take on when you approach games like the Seattle Seahawks, the 49ers. Yeah. Those are the teams that you want to go ahead and beat. And this is a good stepping stone. I'm not saying that you can lose this game. But by losing this game, you cannot lose another game because you are out of it. And that is just as hard when you are facing the 49ers who have, what, lost one game? One game. One game, yeah. Seattle Seahawks. To Seattle. To Seattle, yep. who's lost three, two or three games right I now. Think, I don't, yeah. I'm not looking at the record. But those are very tough opponents in our division. You have to win Monday night. This yep. is a good test for the Rams. Yeah. I think this is their biggest test this season it, yeah. so far. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you look at the schedule, the the other team that's up there in the, the conversation for Super Bowl contenders is the Saints, but that was in week two. And, week two, yeah. And they weren't playing at the level that they're playing at right now. I mean, they yeah. I think they were still kind of finding their groove, and, and they found it, and yeah. they're, they're something to be afraid of too but yeah this is gonna be a tough one yeah especially when you go back to the last four weeks you're playing against teams that are that are at best 500 teams yeah you should be beating them and i know we've 
kind of kept pace and a few of them we've kind of let off. But uh, um, again, Monday night is a proving point. Yep. The Rams need to go ahead and step it up. Sean McVay needs to utilize all his players. Abuse Todd Gurley. Yep. He's healthy. Our defense, I'm not worried about. Offensive Shut. line, leave it all out on the field. Yes, yes. Protect our boy Goff. Oh, yeah. please protect him. Please buy him oh. some time. Have him make those big plays that we are so fond of from the 2018 season because we love those plays. Oh, I would I would love that. And this is uh, one year ago was the Monday night game against Kansas City. Oh, and we remember how exciting that game that, was. That that was a that was a game I will never forget. Oh, that was a sh- oh back and forth until the very last minute. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Thanks for saying that. I'm gonna go ahead and recap that game yeah. on uh, Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Get prepared for Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it'd be fun to see another uh, another one of those with the same outcome. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Well, Rams get a win. That's it for us this week. Uh, be sure you're following us on Twitter at the Rams House. Also, if you like uh, other sports, go ahead and check out Guys and Shorts. We do that show as well, um, along with a couple other hooligans. And oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's always a good time. So check out Guys and Shorts for sure. If you like the Kings, you can also check out the Kings Realm. That's another, that's our sister podcast, and they uh, they do a good job over there. All right, we're out of here. For Darren Basa, I'm Jeff Wilson. Whose house? Rams House. Rams house.